Music provided by Armstrong. Visit armstrongofficial.com to hear more badass music. Welcome to the TriCast Gaming Podcast. Greetings and welcome everyone to episode number 82 of the TriCast Gaming Podcast. I am your host Grimlock, a.k.a. Philip Keeney, and I am joined tonight by the chatty, as always, but also Adam Garcia. Adam Garcia. No, uh, uh, no. First born, Adam Garcia, you're here with us tonight. And uh, Neon's Jason Andrews, you're that here with us tonight. That was for me, and I just jumped right in there. I know you I, ruined I, my, yeah. my little I figured, intro. I knew where this was going, and I was like, all right, no, I'm going to... You're going to yeah. just Mm-mm. wrench it right yeah. up? Yeah. I'm going to live through the chatty part. Yeah. <laughs> well, how are you two doing tonight? I know that I have had a long-ass week, and here we are recording on a Friday because of all of our long-ass weeks, and we couldn't get around to doing uh, recording last night. Um, so I apologize to all the listeners that we typically do drop our episodes on Fridays, but man, it's been a week. Um, I hope you guys have have had a little bit of a better fare than I have. I mean, I had a good week. Just the last, uh, I'd say, um, 24 hours have been rough. Um, just, you know, um, you know, parenting is hard and, um, also just, uh, going on vacation next week. Um, so I won't be on the show next week, but, you know, prepping at work and home and stuff to be gone, uh, I'm going to drive 17 hours, um, you know, straight. We're not going to, we don't plan to stop. So we're just going to try to hit it 17 hours home. So, but all the prep for that is just brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's whenever I'm, I'm going to be out for a week from the office, yeah. like that yeah. last day just sucks. Well, and like, <laughs> dude, and it was so much worse. Like yesterday I was having major, um, it problems and it was in my office all day trying to get everything fixed and do some stuff. And it was like, I lost so much time because I didn't get to work basically for half the day yesterday while they worked on, you know, computer and stuff. So it's just, uh, it's like, thanks for that. Couldn't have been timed any better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. What about you, Adam, man? How's it man, been? It has been a hell of a week because we had a birthday party for Taven and that went all fine. But that's whenever we noticed that the refrigerator is, was breaking and then it officially went out by Monday, so we had to spend eighteen hundred bucks on a new fridge because that was like the only cheapest one that was available. Because apparently fridges are hard to come by nowadays. I don't know yep. why. Is it white? Because apparently white is like the only fridge you can get these days. No, actually, this one's stainless steel. Look at you! Like all of the the, the plain Jane white ones that were like eight hundred bucks were gone. It was all sold out, and they're like, "Oh, it's on back order. We'll we'll get it in March." And I'm like. Uh, I, I can't deal without a fridge for that long. But anyways, so, got right, the fridge right. today. And um, then we had some scary things happen here around the house too. Um, Taven's been afraid to sleep in his room. And I made the mistake of asking, Taven, do you see someone in your room? And he just nodded his head yes. And I'm like, okay. Why would you do that to yourself? Because, like, it's just... You know you shouldn't have asked that question, man. (laughs) It's curiosity is what it is. You're going to plant seeds in the kid's head, man. Well, yeah. But, like, it's it's like I was telling Jason. Like, it just isn't the first time it's happened. Like, it's happened even whenever he was first born and wasn't realizing what was going on around him. Um, 
but also today, this morning, as a matter of fact, um, I, I needed to get a little mental break from everything. So I grabbed my guitar and I grabbed my guitar amp back here and I was like, eh, I'm going to, I'm going to see what, what the, what I can do with the guitar amp real quick. And so I grabbed this, this, the cord to plug the guitar to the, the amp and it was a bad chord. So it, like it, you know, feedbacks a lot. And so I'm like trying to tune the guitar with the thing and I'm like, crap, let me just get through the tuning and then I'll, I'll just replace the chord. But as I'm tuning the guitar, all of a sudden I hear voices coming through the amp. Like not just like somebody trying to talk to me and like say, Hey, turn down your guitar. Amp. No, this is like somebody screaming. Okay. Like clear as day. And I'm like, uh, what? And it was while the thing was feedbacking a little bit, like the, like the chord. And so I was trying to recreate it and I'm like, okay, maybe it was just, I'm just hearing things and I hit it at a specific point and there it is again. But that was the last time I heard it. And this, like it was, I heard words. I just couldn't understand what they were trying to say. It's just so, like, this could be like Elspeth's story from, from last week where she was getting rap music through on her channel. Yeah, it could be, but this was like, like angry. Like somebody <laughs> was like yelling at me. I don't know. It's weird. Look, all I know is Resident Evil Hour over in Adam's house. On camera, we can all see behind each other. So as long as all of us are keeping a lookout on each other. (laughs) Dude, if something appears behind you, I'm out, man. I'm out. Like, I can't. What you're saying is if I see you run, I should just. Should I look or what do I do? <laughs> Dude, if there's some kind of like ring horror shit going oh, no. on behind you, some like weird Japanese anime water chick show up behind you, I'm out, dude. I'm done. Yeah. It ain't happening. I, and it, I, it doesn't help. Like, I work at home, right? So I'm, I'm alone by myself. And so like I'm focused on my work. And then all of a sudden I hear stuff like happening behind me. Like something Meanwhile, will, you're in your ooh. office right the second in the dark. Like, what is wrong <laughs> with you, bro? I got Jesus to back me up, so I'm not that afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like, it, it's been a weird week, I'll tell you that much. Well, um, I hope that some weird anime Asian uh, waterboarded chick doesn't show up and strangle you from behind during the show. That's well, what I'm just I trying hope. to figure out, like... It, it, is is this gonna be like a thing like it like like I don't know, vampires or ghosts or whatever, like you can see them in the mirror but not in person. So like that's like y'all can y'all see them in my screen, but then I can't see them in real life? Like I you know I mean that's what I need to know. Like so well, that's if I'm like, see. I, they, I might not see them there, but I need y'all to be watching my screen. Just to make yeah, sure. Well if I okay. see the door opening behind you, then I'll be like, uh so, Phil, what are you up to this week? <laughs> <laughs> run. We need a code. Pineapple. Pineapple. <laughs> Honey mustard. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, you know, like I said, I hope that, uh, well, I hope Taven can get to sleep better. And uh, I hope that no, uh, no, the, the protagonist uh, or antagonist from the ring doesn't pop up behind you and try to strangle you to death while we're recording here. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> anyway, what I mean, anything else exciting going on this week? I mean, uh, we had some we had some Boba Fett this week. Um, we've yeah. had some we've had uh, a finale, a season finale. So that mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. the thing that happened. Yep, a finale uh, of Mandalorian season three happened. 
uh, it kind of kind of felt like it turned into Mandalorian season yeah. two point five for sure. It definitely there feels the like they are doing uh, Boba and Mandalore, uh, and the Mandalorian are intertwined, right? Like, so mm-hmm. they'll turn around and and the next season of the Mandalorian, which is which is, I, I think currently filming is supposed to come out sometime around Christmas or something. Mm-hmm. Um, will be like Boba will be in it, and like it's just kind of how it is now, like. Yeah, same thing, like when the Ahsoka series comes out, I'm sure there'll be callbacks and she'll come back and visit with them or whatever. Like at this right. point, all these characters are now intertwined and all of their it's it feels like what they're doing with this group is kind of like an MCU, right? Like that's the way I see it. Like they're Yeah, I mean I guess, but I so like my one take on this, right, is this is largely driven by Favreau and Filoni, right? And if you yeah. watch what Filoni has done for Star Wars before mm-hmm. in Clone Wars and uh-huh. in Rebels those were animated shows that had a collection of characters and stories that intertwined and they came together yeah. and they went apart and, and such. And a lot of the characters that we're seeing in, in these shows in the Mandalorian and in the book of Boba Fett are the same characters that Filoni created in his shows. I mean, Ahsoka was created by Filoni. Uh, Cad Bane is a Filoni character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I don't dislike that part of it. Like, I, I really don't dislike the part of it where it's more of this collection of really cool characters that are coming in and out of each other's shows. Um, I just was trying to look at Book of Boba Fett as a piece on its own, as a story for Boba Fett. And as I said to you at the start, the things that I wanted to have happen, I felt like in the end, you know, I guess my biggest fears of the show ended up manifesting themselves. That's really all I'll say. Um, mm. That said, like if you just kind of take it as its own as a Star Wars piece, I still had a lot of fun with it. I, I just, you know, as a as a Boba Fett story, I, I, yep. I have felt fun. like there's things we all hate. I mean, it's been all over the internet. The yeah. unnecessary spinny shot <laughs> that made no sense. The Power Ranger <laughs> motorcycles that make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know like, the, the modders everyone for the most part universally hates the modders and hopes that they die every episode like you know it's it's not so that true. they it's not that the modders are um like anti-star wars because i mean a darth vader is a modded individual like the modern like modders exist everywhere like general grievous i mean like everybody's at some point to some extent modded but um it's they're just weird about it they're more not, they don't feel Star Wars. They feel um, like um, like I, cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. I kept wanting to say cybertech, and I knew that <laughs> yeah. was wrong. I was like, ar, ar, ar. Uh, but they, <laughs> yeah, they feel like cyberpunk. They just don't feel, you know, like the like everything about them and like the guy who like changes them. Like even the like clip at the end or whatever. Like you see him, the music changes, the like way that their clothes are. Like everything feels cyberpunk. It's just weird. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I think there is cyberpunk in Star Wars. Um, if you look at some of the other planets and some of the other locations and, and vibes in yeah, Star I mean, Wars. I, yeah, I guess I can get that. Um, but I just think it's really out of place on Tatooine, which, I mean, you know, like every place has its communities, right? Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I don't vibe with it as much. It's you know, but it, I don't know that I necessarily say it's anti star Wars. It's just not really my vibe. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. It's not anti star Wars. It's just, 
I don't get me wrong. In in whole, I was a. I mean, I I, I think you're kind of on a different level than me. I, I really enjoyed the entire season, um, but um, there were little things about it that I was like, "Well, that was stupid." <laughs> <laughs> the spin is like the epitome of it. The spin, yeah, it was but so bad. more than more than the spin, like I just felt like. Uh, Christanton's character, especially in that season finale, just was really hokey and weird. I don't know, like, <laughs> I was so I disappointed <laughs> by his character and how I he was behaving. Uh, a thing like, on, like, TikTok or something, and, and it shows, like, that clip, and when he spins, and there's a, um, uh, you know, it was a, the, the guy who was, like, narrating the video was a African-American guy, and he was like, yeah, that's a white boy move right there. <laughs> it's like, you can't do that. That's a white boy move. <laughs> it just was like, it just didn't feel natural, right? Like, yeah, it's it was so, just so weird. Get off me, fool. Let me do a 360. Boom, no scope. Got him. <laughs> no scope. Oh, it was, yeah. The, the, it just, the, that did not feel Star Wars at all. Like, I'm like, there's a Halo player right there. <laughs> oh, oh man gosh. yeah no it was uh it was weird but um i, I mean i don't know i i still love st- i there's a lot of people i've seen a lot of t- discussion on the internet that is like oh they're just milking star wars like it's just a dried husk of what it used to be that i loved and blah 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 and i'm like dude i love all this star wars i don't know what the fuck y'all are complaining yeah. about I can consider, like, while I'm watching Book of Boba Fett, I've also been reading books from the latest Thrawn trilogy. Yeah. So, like, I'm just, give me all the fucking Star Wars you can give me. Give me the games, give me the shows, and I'll tell you what's good and bad, but just give it all to me. Like, I I want it. So, I mean, bottom line is, even if it's not Star Wars, here's, I guess, the thing that I would say, I mean, don't get me wrong, Star Wars, awesome, but... There's something about that, like what you talked about. There's a cyberpunk, right? That that like rusted old world, new world, super technology, space story blend that has an appeal to it, you know, that cyberpunk has and that Blade Runner has and that Dune has and that like mm-hmm. all of those type of shows I'm really into. Like, so, um, yeah. and I'm like, give me all of them. So, yeah, and I mean, I know people are like, well, you could be using your talent to create new IP or new stories, and it's like, I don't know, man. Like, when you go and you listen to your favorite band, right? When you listen mm-hmm. to Linkin Park, or you listen to Aerosmith, or you listen to Michael Jackson, or whatever, all these all these groups have very distinct sounds, and you're drawn to them because of what they create, and, you, and when, like, when you have bands that are just like, like Taylor Swift, who's like, I'm not going to be a country singer anymore. I'm going to be a pop star. She lost fans. She gained fans. So it's like, in my opinion, it's one of those things where it's almost like Star Wars. It's its brand. It's a it's a singer. It's a pop star or whatever. And it's just kicking. It's still putting out stuff. And maybe it's a really you like good it. analogy. Like maybe it, you yeah. don't. You know, but. For me, I I like it. And then there's also stuff like Dune that's a different vibe. That's mm-hmm. like, you know, that's Metallica or whatever. And yeah, I still like them also. And I still mm-hmm. want to hear what they have to, you know, yep. their new album, you know? Yep. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That's just my take on it. I I don't know. There's too much, there's too much anger, too much hate, too much like, 
you know, crankiness about everything. See, that's because you're on true. Twitter, bro. I told you, you can't get off that Twitter, man. I guess Everybody hates right, everything man. and everyone on Twitter. Yeah, man. Even, even me, like I, I send you private messages. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. It's true. Every day. I have to be like, Jason, what did I do this time? He's like, I don't know. I just this, I hate this, you. The Twitter, it makes me. I, I, it makes me. <laughs> You were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. <laughs> you were the chosen uh, one. You were the chosen. How could you? And then, like, you know, I'm going to cut off your legs, man. Just don't try it. Slice them right off and then laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, don't try and jump over me. I don't remember a laugh, but, you know, we can edit can we- that in now. Can we explain somehow <laughs> why like it. the greatest swordsman in the known galaxy at the time is like, nah, I can totally jump over Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah, like, I love it that now I, the Obi-Wan series is coming out in like, I don't know, like June or something. I now totally want a callback and a flashback where it goes to that episode and Obi-Wan laughs at him. <laughs> <laughs> You got what you deserve, motherfucker. Yeah. You uh, piece of shit. You thought you could jump over me? I had a lightsaber in my hand. I'm literally the only other swordsman in the galaxy who can actually fight you. And you think you can jump over me? I taught you everything you knew, Anakin. Everything. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. No, it was actually May 25th is when they announced it. I actually okay, called I, it... I um, knew it was summer <clears throat> they've got a new obi-wan comic coming out too which i'm totally planning on getting and yeah, i'm super sweet. excited for it but when they announced that i i messaged that to i got a buddy um he's the it, ray he's the one to plays fifa with me yeah. um but we're also big big star wars fans we play x-wing together and stuff yeah. we go see all the new theatrical releases together and when that comic came out i sent it to him i was like this looks dope but hey i wonder if this means that we're about to get the Obi-Wan series. And literally like four days later, they announced the Obi-Wan series, yeah. which is like a two month later release than the comic. Yeah. So nice. Uh, pretty excited. I, honestly, about that. The, um, I, I definitely am excited for the next season of Mandalorian, but I would say the next, I mean, the Obi-Wan series, I can't wait for, but I'm so excited for the Ahsoka series. I, I'm so excited for Ahsoka. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I've said it before on the show. Ahsoka is in my top three favorite Star Wars characters. Yeah, I, I love agree. Ahsoka. Me too. I think she's such a dope character. I don't know what it is. Like, she is a dope character, but the adult Ahsoka is way more dope. Like, so far, I'm, I, I, it was the perfect cast for me. Like, I, I'm all in on the Ahsoka character. Yeah. See, I'm actually like still on the fence with Rosario Dawson. Shut your mouth. But that's just me. (laughs) I'm just, that's just me. I'm not saying I dislike it. I'm just saying I'm still a little on the fence. Perfect. But uh, no, I mean, she's such a cool character. And I wish that they'd done the new trilogy of movies about Ahsoka. There was such a cool story you could have told there yep. and it would have yep. been just mint. But yeah, uh, there's, it's, that's the whole thing. Like, I mean, this whole thing and we're going on and on now, but like it's, it's a good conversation, I think. So the the this whole grouping of stories is like, here's all these other Jedis. <laughs> like, there's the yeah. baby Yoda. There's the... You know, there's Ahsoka. You've got um, like three other Jedi's out there, right? And it's um, like we're just basically going to find out what happens there, and something traumatic is going to happen, which I don't think. And, and they're, they're all just, just going to die, or yeah. we just are going to pretend like they're in the background, and there's this main story, and they just don't know about the others. Like, I, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean, 
I think, like, if they hadn't gone down the path of, like, Palpatine and his, like, Palpatine lair with the multiple other Palpatines, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> bullshit story at the end of Nine, the then you could have, <laughs> like, argued that they were just dealing with a bigger threat to the galaxy, yeah. and that's why they didn't get involved. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, if they suddenly just turn around and, like, killed them all, I'm going to be like, man, that was so... I hate the new trilogy. If they cause yeah. Ahsoka to just get some unceremonious death. Okay. Last little bit. I know we've gone too long on Boba, but I want your thoughts on the ship. Oh, the Naboo fighter? Mm-hmm. The Starfighter. Uh, the, yeah, I mean, I never was a big fan of the Naboo fighter um, in the from the prequel trilogy. I mean, I do like the, the silver like vibe. I think it goes Correct. well with Mando. With, and the with like, Mando. hot rod style that they put to it. Yeah, like I think it goes well with Mando, but I don't know. So here's I'm the just, thing that I I really, really liked it when it was just him, right? The mm-hmm. moment he's got Grogu with him and he's in the little like R2-D2. Spoiler. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, we may have to cut that. Uh, <laughs> no, the moment okay. he's with him, it's like now there's this disconnect and it's not like the same as like when he's in a ship and they're like interacting with each other. And I'm like yeah. thinking of in the future, like how they're going to be and how they're going to interact in space. And I'm like, it like way yeah. limits the like space interaction the two of them can have. So I don't know that I love that part. Yeah. I also just like as, oh God, gosh. Okay. Real quick, 30 seconds. Cause you asked me the question. I'm a huge fan of all the ships in star Wars. I yeah. love all the different aspects of them, the different vibes, the different looks, the different sounds, attributes everything. and yeah. sounds. And I just love the fact that like with Mando, we got a new ship. We got the razor crest. It was a new yeah. ship to the, the, to the when they killed and so, and now we're just back to a Naboo fighter. Like, I don't know, man. I, it's that's just my character. Take. It's unique. That's just my take. That's what I say. I don't hate it. It's not a normal Naboo. It's like way faster. It made the X-Wings look like shit. It's Just true. That was those X-Wings, bro. <laughs> that was a cool scene. That was a cool scene. All right. Uh, my last little plug. If you really like Ahsoka, go watch Rebels. There's some really cool expansion of Ahsoka stories in the Rebels series. All right. Let's get into the show, should we, guys? Sure. Yep. All right, because each and every week we do get together to channel our virtues through the Triforce to provide you, the listener, all the hottest topics from the mythical world of video games. We also add in as much of our colorful thoughts and Philip monologues as you can handle in a week simply because we love video games and discussing them. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing on your podcasting app of choice. And if you really enjoy it, please share on social media or directly with your friends. The show continues to grow thanks to all of your wonderful support and it is growing. Month on month it is growing. Last month we had our highest number of downloads in a month and this month we're already on track to blow that out the water. So thank you everybody for all your wonderful support. I really appreciate it uh, and I hope you enjoy the content. You can find us on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook and Instagram at TricastGamingP1 and on our website www.tricastgamingpodcast.com DM us on any platform with your questions, and we'd be happy to read them on the show. All right, guys, let's get into what we have been playing this week. Adam, why don't you kick it off for us? Mine's quick and easy. Uh, I'm still playing Rocksmith, but I, before you got on the on the, the call, I downloaded Lost Ark, so I should be playing that here in the next day or two. <clears throat> Oh, good. Yeah, you have to let us know or let me know. I probably won't try out Lost Ark. Uh, Mike has uh, been on it all day. Just FYI. Yeah, 
Oh, has he? Okay, uh, we'll get some uh, we'll get some sultry rogue Vox next week to let us know how good it is. Yeah, and then he'll also probably tell you how bad I was at the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing well, that no. sucks is with me being on vacation and not playing. That means he's just that gonna be that far ahead of me. Oh yep. yeah, you're you're host, man. You're gonna be so far behind. But yeah, no, Adam. What about Rocksmith? Any more? Anything new to say on it, or just uh, um. <laughs> Uh, you know that song, uh, Panic Prone by Chevelle? Yes, I do. I have actually 100%ed that game or that, that song on the game. Like, no missed notes, quote unquote, no missed notes. You know, got everything in time. And that was the first time I've ever did that with any song. But obviously, it's a super easy song. Um, but yeah, the, it told me uh, future uh something about like you know you're gonna be a great performer or something like that and i'm like oh this is what it says whenever you actually get 100 percent on this thing <laughs> oh that's <laughs> a little awesome. bit more inspiration guys come on yeah can i just get a little bit more of a pep talk here yeah but no, I mean, it was, it's fun i love it no that's good um well i'm glad that you're still rocking out to rocksmith and hopefully it doesn't yell at you too many more times well, it's not the computer game that's messed that messed with me. It's the guitar amp itself that's sitting behind me. Who knows, man? Who knows? I am speaking of what's sitting behind you. <laughs> <laughs> There's no power going to that that guitar amp. So if something comes out of that, then we know something's up. I keep I keep trying to think like how can I have my facial expression just turn to like sheer horror. Uh, and I don't know. I'm not. I'm not good enough. Well, not. I don't know what setting it is or what you do, but you just need to make it where that screen changes so that you turn so white that you're a ghost. <laughs> oh, like those uh, websites Wait, you used to go to back no, no, in the no, day. No, I'm talking about like every once in a while for whatever reason. Like I guess he'll have like a bright screen or something, and like the glare off of his face is so crazy you can barely see him because he goes glary bird clear. I should I should just be like, oh hi, Shelly's behind you, and then you're like, oh no, she's not. <laughs> she's in bed. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, it sucks too because you know I have a jacket over here, like directly on the other side of the in, on the hallway, just like hanging there because I washed it uh, earlier. So there's like a silhouette sure. of an upper body sitting there. So yeah, every, that's yeah. why you see me every now and then, just kind of doing that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're going to be high strung, man. You're not going to be able to sleep either at this rate. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> All right, Jason, Jason, what have you been playing this past week? Oh, man. Um, I tried out Rainbow Six Extraction. Um, it's weird for a Rainbow Six game because it's like aliens. It feels mm-hmm. like a zombie Rainbow Six game. It's like, yeah, um, it's it's just that right there is really different and weird. Um, but, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's just not smooth. It's not great. Um, it's got all these, um, you know, like mechanics where you can sneak and walk and do all this stuff and you don't want to alert the, but ultimately it, you know, and there's silenced weapons and weapons that aren't silenced. It just kind of doesn't matter. <laughs> like just run around and shoot stuff. And, and if it's not yeah. literally right beside you, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't know. It's, you know, I, it's not that great. Um, it's not that fun. Um, it was super buggy, like on PC. Like I had to like <laughs> launch it, and uh, me and a buddy were both playing it. I had to like launch it and uh, close it like four times in a row because after the very first Ooh. match, after 
you get done with the match and you go back to the like main screen to like select your plate and you're you don't have a mouse like literally you do not have a mouse and it's it's because they're not necessary you don't need mouse i tried everything to like get the game to you know show up in my mouse and do all this stuff and so i couldn't figure it out well anyway so i ended up uh, googling it and it's apparently this huge problem and tons of people have it and you have to like go into your settings and like click a button that allows for your pointer to have a shadow and you click that little button to make your pointer have a shadow and from that point you can have a mouse in the game like so stupid like why wow. does this exist yeah. so there's just weird little things like that and it's just not super fun um so i'm glad it's free um you know again there's that word free on game pass it's included with game pass right so um it's it's i didn't love it i won't go back to it probably so yeah i i uh, i also tried it one night and i kind of had the same feeling that you do just just a just a meh feeling yeah um yeah, I don't know what else to say other than that. I mean, it doesn't feel smooth either. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of rigid. Yeah, yeah the gunplay was kind of arcadey, but also yeah. not good arcadey. It just doesn't and, feel like Rainbow Six, man. Yeah, and graphically, I was like, this is kind of a bit disappointing. Like, I agree. Um, I mean, I'm not looking for, like, the greatest things in sliced bread, but, yeah, I don't know. There's just... It was a little bit disappointing for sure. And so, um, yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm um, and then the other thing I really have probably spent my most time playing this week is almost embarrassing. I'm playing this game that's called Hero Wars. Hero Wars. Tell it's me literally about a it. mobile game, but there's like oh, a. no. It's, there is a desktop version of it, like to the point where, like, I have to, like, like it's like, you remember the old days, like when you would play those an iPhone version of an app and an iPad version of an app. And you'd have mm-hmm. to hit the button to like expand it out. Like I have to do that on my browser on my computer. And it's like one of those where it's like if there's lightning and you play and like you run out of lightning. And so then you have to like either wait or spend money. And it's just like <laughs> leveling up characters and going through it. It's stupid. And I don't know how or why I even started it and how I've gotten addicted to it, but I played it really hard for like a week. Oh so, my gosh. It's dumb. I don't know why. It's basically the exact same. It's almost like even a crappier version of two games that I've gone really hard on. And like, I don't do mobile gaming. The only two mobile games that I have gone in really hard on for a long time is uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes and uh, Marvel Strike Force. And they're both the exact same kind of game as this Hero Wars. Where you yeah. have a champion, you level them, you gear them, you're going against yep. other people, there's PvP and campaign. I don't know why I'm into that kind of game. I just am. I don't know. That's it. Yeah, I, I think stupid. maybe you need to you need to save yourself from that. Yeah, um, I know. But <laughs> I'm just, oh, no, I mean, the good news is, is Lost Wars comes out, and yeah, Lost Wars Lost or Ark. Lost Ark? Lost Ark. Um, okay, is right. out, and I'll just play that. So uh, this, I guess, was just a bridge gap. Like I uh, didn't really. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just wasn't playing anything this week. I felt a little like bored on games. You know, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I've definitely had game, like that happened with me with Legends of Runeterra because I was down at my parents' house for that Thanksgiving week and I was yeah. like, I want to try this out. And I just oh, yeah. played it nonstop for like yeah. three days. Yeah. And then I got back and I was like, nope, I'm done. Yeah, Didn't I think that's kind of how this Hero Wars is. I've played it nonstop, but I can tell it's not, it's not forever. 
but for whatever reason, I'm just like it. It's just mindless something because I don't have anything else. Like if so Mike was on, league. I'd be playing Rocket League, or if you know, like I'd, anything else. Right. So that's where we're at. Yeah. No, so not I, a big I, gaming I, week. All right. Well, for me, I have been desperately trying to finish Far Cry Six before Horizon Zero Dawn comes out next week, and I have done it. I have finished Far Cry Six. Um, I have a couple trophies that I'd like to try and go clean up so that I can get the platinum. I think I'm missing like four trophies, but they're related to the like special operations thing that you can do after the game ends. Um, but otherwise, I completed the story, completed all the objectives and all the map, did everything in the single player piece. And so, you know, I think I can kind of mini review it and, and kind of give it a rating finally. Um, you know, I, I've talked a lot about this game already. Uh, I think if you were to if you were to kind of ask me sort of my high points of this game, I think it's I think that the Far Cry series does as good a job as any in this type of action shooter to give you a, an interesting story, and I think that that's worthwhile because it gives you something to kind of keep looking forward to as you play through the game, um, and a little bit of a hook for why you're doing what you're doing. So often you see these games, there's basically no story or at least no interesting story to what you're doing. Um, and so in this case, I think that's the total opposite with Far Cry 6. I mean, you've got an interesting story. You've got interesting characters. You've got uh, people that earn their moments. You've got, um, you know, twists and turns that 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 feel that you feel a little bit of something when they happen um, because you've gotten invested in a character or something. And then of course it's got another great villain in Esposito, which I've talked about that already on the show. Um, I think the second thing is the gunplay. I think the gunplay is interesting uh, in terms of, you know, there's, there's lots of different weapons and different gadgets and you got your, um, your uh, friends, what is it? What are they called? I'm trying to remember what they call Amigos, I think yep. is what they call them <clears throat> in the game. Um, you know, like your crocodile or your your rooster or, or uh, pig. your little... Uh, well, there's no pig in this one, um, but you oh. got like a little, you got a little puppy dog or a cheetah thing that will... Uh, or black pack. I guess it's actually a panther. Um, but anyway, it's it's fun. There's the, like they it creates different dynamics. You know, you add in the backpack, the the uh, supremo, um, and and the different things you can do with the backpack as well. Um, I think that's good. The one thing though I will say about the gunplay is that there aren't a lot. Of, I mean, there are different enemy types, but they're just so. I kind of still deal with all of them the same way. Yeah. Um, the only thing that makes me change a weapon and do something different is to take out the helicopters. And so I think that that makes it a little bit, I, I definitely think that takes away from the combat. Um, I definitely much prefer, prefer games like doom, um, even halo to a certain extent where like different enemies require you to approach them with different weapons and you're juggling weapons and juggling strategies. And when you enter a combat arena, you're like, I have to take this guy first and then I can go to these enemies. It's not really like that in far cry six. Uh, also, the AI is kind of stupid. They'll just run at you in a straight line. I, I don't know. So there's there's some aspects there that are not great. Um, but in general, it is fun to play. It is bombastic. Crazy shit happens all the time. Um, and then I think what 
what Ubisoft does the best, uh, you know, item three, but what is, is, is the best that Ubisoft does is they create a world that is just interesting to be in. Um, and I think that's what always draws me more than anything to their to their games is because the, the environmental storytelling, just the act of existing in their world and seeing all the shit that you see and, and the, the way they build set pieces and the way they have towns and different biomes in their worlds. It's just fun. It's cool. It's, it's great to be in, in one of their worlds, I think. And so um, those would be my, my top points for this game. Um, I kind of detailed one of my, you know, probably my biggest complaint, just, you know, the enemy variety and things like that with the game. Um, I definitely think that brings it down. Um, <clears throat> but overall, I, I mean, I think this is a really good Far Cry game and I'm a really big fan of Far Cry games. So in general, I probably rate them higher than somebody that's, that's maybe not into the series would. Um, but I, I'm going to go ahead and give this game a four tryhards. I think it's an excellent game. Um, and if you like first-person shooter open worlds, you should definitely be playing this game. Uh, it is fun, and it has um, got a great story, and it's got an interesting um, world to just kind of explore and be in. And uh, I think I'm going to be at about 50 hours by the time I've done, and yeah. I'm, I have 100% of the game. So I think that's a really good length for a game like this. Um, <clears throat> you know, not too long. Um you know, that's kind of, I, I think I talked about this on the show last week or maybe the week before. Like my ideal length for one of these types of games is in that 40 to 50 hour hour realm yeah. if you're doing everything in it, um, which I did. So that's, I don't know, that's Far Cry 6 for me. Um, it's done. I won't be talking about it anymore, except if I get the platinum, I might mention that I got the platinum done. Um, looking forward to Horizon Zero Dawn next week. So uh, in between that, I've been, I started up Sniper Elite 4. I've been playing that with my dad. Just sort of uh, the, 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 uh, even before you said that, I was like, he's playing this game with his dad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, you can play the campaign co-op uh, set in War Two setting. Um, the levels are fun because you go into a level and you have objectives, but they're like little mini open spaces. Um, and you can just kind of run around and go anywhere in the level and do the objectives in any order that you kind of really want to, as opposed to it being like a corridor that you go down. Um <clears throat> and I think that uh, the game looks pretty decent. Um, the story is is fun so far. I like the World War II setting uh, and vibe. The only thing I'll say is that for a game that's meant to be about being a sniper and being a little bit stealthy, it is unbelievably hard to be stealthy in this game. Like, so fucking hard to be stealthy. Like, they took it too far, I think, in terms of, like, <laughs> how you have to have your shots masked by other sounds and all kinds of other crazy shit. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, I'm constantly getting seen, and then everyone, all hell's breaking loose, and then it's not a sniper game anymore. So, like, I'm just running around with my damn Thompson, you know, like, just engaging in mass warfare with German soldiers in this town. <laughs> So like I don't know. It's been fun though. Like, we're having a good time. Uh, we're, we've only done the first two levels though so far. So, but yeah, just playing that as I'm waiting, hanging out with my dad and waiting for Horizon Horizon Zero Dawn next week. All right, uh, should we get into some news? Sure. It. All right. Well, the topic of the show for this week, you know, I I got some some listener feedback. Well, well wait. That, well, hold on. Um. Unless I just completely missed it and I spaced, and if I did, bad, bad, bad to me. Did did you rank? Did you rate Far Cry Six? 
I did. I gave it. I gave it four tryhards. I said, "How did I not ex- hear that?" I, dude, I don't know. You're, you're over there messing on Twitter, man. I don't oh, know, man. The Twitter hit. that, or you're just like totally staked out, watching for Adam's phantom behind him. Uh, maybe I, I was See. like, wait. I was like, I mean, I literally sat here and listened to you talk about Far Cry. I, I, I don't know where I didn't hear it. Okay, you gave it four. I did. Was he I talking about f- the perfect time and all this stuff? I don't know. I just didn't hear the four <laughs> tryhards, bro. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, four tryhards. See, I'm over all here right. playing Sims 4, and I got, I'm checking my emails, and I still heard that. Oh, jeez, man. Look at you multitask. I can't multitask at all. There's no way. <laughs> I don't know what You're to say, guys. Sims 4. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you talk about Sims 4? You talked about Rocksmith and not Sims. Okay, no. We're going to move on. There's no way he's actually playing. <laughs> you're watching there's no way (laughs) all right well let's get into the topic of the show and um you know my lead into this is just that i got a little bit of listener feedback over the past week about how we don't talk about nintendo well guess what we are going to talk about some (laughs) nintendo this week because there was a direct and it was actually a semi-decent direct with some good announcements for switch fans Gave you a great roadmap for what's to come between now and the end of the summer, um, when we probably will get another direct sometime in the summer to tell you what's coming in the fall for the Switch this year. Um, so yeah, we're just we're going to dedicate the main topic of this show this week to Nintendo. So let's get right into it. Um, <clears throat> the latest Nintendo Direct presentation was this week, and it featured a huge amount of information on upcoming Nintendo Switch games. A bunch of these games are coming within the next few months, and some big surprise announcements are even dated for later this year. Whether you're into role-playing games, massive action games, or strategy, there was something for you in this presentation. Here are the biggest announcements. Um, let's get into it. Wait, wait, wait one second before we do this. For okay. this to be fully accurate to Nintendo Direct, I feel like we should actually air the video of this episode and we'll we'll have it be of like me moving my mouth and you just do the voiceover. Okay. <laughs> this sounds semi-racist here, I'm Jason. not trying to no, know. It's not racist. <laughs> that's what the show was. It's literally like every Kung Fu movie that's ever come out. Oh, like, my gosh. I didn't say anything racist. There's uh. English... There's English voiceover because it's a Japanese pro, like yeah you know, we no we did we get we got the uh, we got the the high execs from 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 Nintendo coming on doing the show for us so. yeah, which is great by the way I prefer it to be you know just like <laughs> when it's you know Xbox I want it to be Phil Spencer I don't want it to be some you know just like marketing person right but. Um, yeah, some dude named Bob. Yeah, tried to make a joke, <laughs> and I immediately got called racist. I mean, what the heck? <laughs> hey, listen, man, this is what this is the world we live in. You know, I'm on I'm on Twitter all the time, so that's, that's what true. I got to do. Oh, okay, get, <laughs> right. yeah, the Twitter world thinks I'm racist. I just gotta just I just gotta execute. Should we at least need a snap? Like kung fu movies. My bad. <laughs> Oh man, I've just given you a hard time, Jason. It's okay. It's okay. I, I'm not going through the effort of dubbing this show, though. That sounds like dubbing. way too much work for, like for poor Adam over here. Adam, Adam right, already well, volunteered. Her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get into it. Um, there are some some good announcements, I guess. Um, you know, I don't know. I guess the way we'll do this. I mean, these are the main announcements from the show. I guess I'll read one, and then if we want to say anything about it, we can. And if not, we'll move on to the next one. 
so first up, we had Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. The Emblem Warriors, uh, the Fire Fire Emblem Warriors, is back with a sequel focused specifically on the smash hit Fire Emblem Three Houses game, featuring the same locations and characters as the tactical role playing game, but with the massive Warriors battle style. Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes features a different story than the previous game. Uh, will those hundreds of grunts destroyed by the player be subject to permadeath? Who knows? Maybe you'll find out when the game comes out. It releases on June 24th, so not too far away. Are any of you Fire Emblem fans? No, but I do. I will say that it, it did look really cool. It, it's just it, it such looks a, cool. I, I just have never played, um, you know, Fire Emblem Warriors. I, I, I you know, I, I wasn't a DS guy, or I mean, basically. Since Nintendo 64, I've not really been. I jumped all the way to like the Wii and then the Switch. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, I it's just such a, and I say this like with love, not hate, but it's just such a Japanese game. Yeah, sure. That I just find it so hard Which to is get. Not bad. Enemies. I mean, there's some really good Japanese games that I even yeah. really dig. It's just I've not gotten into this particular one. Yeah, there certainly are. I mean, this is a tactical role-playing game, yeah. uh, which also is kind of not my typical wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, but I know Fire Emblem is really popular, so yeah. I'm not trying to like downplay that this is a cool announcement. Yeah, no, I knew people. it was. Yeah. I mean, it came out. It was their you know opening announcement. There's a ton of people who are excited about it. It's just you know not you know our stick. Yeah, <laughs> just our stick. All right. Yeah. All right, moving on. Next up in the show was Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp. God, I hate these fucking titles for these remasters. <laughs> <laughs> the previously announced and delayed Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 was showcased during the presentation, showing you how you can reset turns and fast-forward gameplay to make for a quicker experience. Additionally, characters are voiced this time around. You'll be able to play both games as classic tactical turn-based action beginning April 8th. Again, not too far away. Yeah. I will say I did really like Advanced Wars 1 and 2, like way back in the day, like OG Advanced Wars 1 plus 2. So I, it is cool that this has been given some love and brought back. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I, I wasn't a fan of the franchise, but you know, I mean, I mean, it, like, like again, it, it looked cool. It, it looks interesting, but I don't know. Like the, I don't even know what what, what type of game is, would you call it normally. Uh, it's a turn based strategy game. It, it feels yeah. like a mobile game. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does. It, it feels well, like yeah. So it was a Game Boy Advance game. It came out yeah, in two thousand one. Exactly. It was yeah. a Game Boy Advance game. So effectively, it was a mobile game before there sure. were mobile games. That's, that's yeah. completely fair and accurate. Yeah, so. and I think that's probably the the biggest thing about it is like I I didn't like the style of the gameplay. Like I'm more of like if if I'm gonna play a game like this, I want it to be like more than what it was. But yes. not, not not saying it's not cool. I mean, cool for what it is, but it's just it's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> We're really high on this no, show so far, guys. That right now. We're gonna talk <laughs> Nintendo, man. <Nah>, me. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. No, there are some announcements in this show that I was excited about. Oh, I too. promise you. I it's, promise it's you. Still not this next one, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, look. I'm telling you, I liked Advance Wars on the Game Boy Advance. Okay, no, I'm talking about even I, the next one. No, even I the know, third I announcement. Know. I'm not excited about. <laughs> uh, See, but maybe no, maybe I, it's because I didn't have a Game Boy Advance. 
growing up. Maybe that's why I'm not as invested. I I don't have nostalgia at all. I had purple translucent Game Boy Advance. You would. I was I was broke as a child. I didn't get to have this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. I had to keep up with my Pokemon. Okay. What (laughs) fire red and leaf green Pokemon game that has come out on the Switch? So I feel you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. um, Digimon on Switch. Uh, I thought I saw a Digimon announcement for Switch. Just the I, because I almost like messaged it to you. No, we're derailing the show. Squirrels, squirrels. Let's pull ourselves back and let's talk about number three. Next up in the show was No Man's Sky. More than five years after it hit PS4 and PC, No Man's Sky is finally coming to Nintendo Switch. Though it appears to have taken a small graphical hit to make the jump, the ludicrously expansive science fiction adventure will be coming to Nintendo Switch this summer. Given the improvements made over the years, this is quite exciting for Switch fans. Um, I thought this game looked actually... I mean, I don't think the game is some like graphical powerhouse anyway no. on, on no. console. So I don't think it took too much of a hit, but it, this is cool. This is really cool that it's coming to Switch. No Man's Sky is a great redemption story for sure in terms of a game that turned around right. like a really bad launch. Right. Um, I mean, it I took a year that. for this game to be playable, right? The, and the, so let me straighten it up by saying the only reason I'm not like excited is because I played this on PC and I played it hard and yes. I played all the way through it and I actually really, really liked it. It's just, yes. um, it's one of those games that once you've played, like, I don't know, like when I went that hard into it, like you and your dad got into it and I was like, oh, I'll come play with y'all. And I tried to get back into it and I was like, oh, I can't play this again. Yeah, yeah. So sure, I, right. it's just I won't go back and play it on. I mean, I I just won't go back and play it on Switch. Uh, but I love the game, so it's big for Switch, and it's an it's a fun game. Um, but that's so I'm not trying to knock it because I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think with how popular the Switch is, I'm excited that maybe some more people will try this out. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I had the brief thought that like hmm, maybe this is something I'd actually play on Switch. And then it dissipated pretty quickly, but, you know, I did briefly have that thought that this might be well-suited to the Nintendo Switch. Um, Obviously, they've done a lot of expansion work to it, and it looks like this is like the full release as it is right now on console. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's really cool that that this is coming to Switch owners. Adam, any further thoughts on this one? Yeah, like when this this game first came out, I used to like watching how bad it was because of all of the bugs that I would see whenever people would stream. Like I've never personally played this game. This was one of those that I've always watched other people play on Twitch. Right. And the longer I, I watched it, the more the more patches that came out, the more I was like, hey, this is actually kind of cool, but not cool enough for me to buy it just because I couldn't justify the cost. And when I saw them say, hey, this is coming to Switch officially... I was like, and like, who cares? But then the more I thought about it, kind of like you said, you know, I was like, well, for the people who don't have the other consoles or don't want to put it on their PC and this gives them the opportunity to, to play it on the switch, you know, that's cool for them. Yeah. But for for me, this is like, you know, been there, done that old news type thing. But you know, for somebody who still wants to play it and only has a switch, I mean, cool. This is a good opportunity for them to actually get dive into it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that comes way later to the Switch. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Um, I I am, in general, a proponent of more games getting to more people. Yep. And yes. so I like this, yes. uh, for yep. sure. Also, it's on Game Pass, I think, Adam. So if you really want to try <laughs> it out, you don't actually have to pay <laughs> anything pay more. It. It's on yeah. Game Pass. You can get it on Xbox. 
All right, uh, not to talk about Xbox and the Nintendo show. Let's get to the next announcement, which I was really pumped about. Mario Strikers Battle League. Super Mario Strikers, the Nintendo soccer game originally on GameCube and Wii, is back on the Nintendo Switch with Mario Strikers Battle League. The 5 versus 5 game puts a high emphasis on offense with tackles, items, and special shots to make things quite a bit more frenetic than standard soccer. You'll also be able to put gear on the characters to adjust stats like speed and pass accuracy, and the hyper-strike ability can make a big difference in a match. You also can have 4v4 local players, so up to 8 people on the same Switch to get a full match going. It's out June 10th, and pre-orders begin today. This is the first one of these, like, there's Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, all these other ones. Like, I am getting this. I am excited as shit for this thing. This has an online club mode that supports up to 20 players. Ooh, Mm -hmm. man. Like, I think I, we're gonna- I am absolutely getting this as well. I don't know what this it is. is. Like, I'm a huge sucker for Nintendo games that are like, they're like cheesy take on sports games like tennis. And like, I would never play yeah. like a legitimate tennis game. Right. Yeah. But the but like get- the Mario tennis. Oh, I love mm-hmm. it. You know? And, yeah. and you know, the soccer and like, I'm like, I've wanted so long for them to come out with a like Mario, like football. Cause I'm sure they would be fantastic with it. Um, yeah, yeah. All of these like Mario type, you know, sports, you know, even like their um, Olympic game modes. I love all these games. So I'm, right. I'm with you. I'm pumped about this one. Um, super excited. Oh, yeah, yeah, I just I, I I thought it was so cool looking, and I love the GameCube version. Uh, the the Mario Strikers, um, Super Mario Strikers on the GameCube. I love that game. It was so much fun. I do dig the, the sort of just like going all out for crazy tackles and bashing into people and just kind yeah. of a fun take on soccer. It's, it's like NBA jam for soccer. Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I mean, that's the best way um, to describe it. So yeah, I, I was, I was deaf. This was the one thing that I was like, Oh shit, it's going to get me back to my switch for sure this year. <laughs> um, but what about you, Adam? What, what were your thoughts on this one? I was actually really excited when I saw this. I was like, Oh, Oh, I remember playing this game because, you know, I knew people who had a GameCube and, I was like, hey, I have a Switch. I can actually own the game, and I don't have to go to somebody's house and say, hey, can I spend the night with you so I can play this game? Like, no, I can stay in my own damn house to play this game. So I was really excited. I know Shelly will be really excited because this will be another game me and her can play together. Um, But uh, what do you call it? And Jason had uh, reminded me when he mentioned the tennis thing. I used to play tennis, the, the Mario tennis all the time. But uh, my recommendation for that, if people were to pick that back up, is if you have a small living room, based <laughs> off personal experience, don't do it. Because when, especially like if you have people like next to you and you're playing, I actually slap somebody in the back of the head with the controller, you know, doing the swing, and I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Why'd you do that?" So that that would be my recommendation but that's neither here nor there. I was really excited about Mario Strikers. So <laughs> I don't think you're going to have to be worrying about flailing your arms with Mario Strikers. Um I, I don't know man. When I get these games I get pretty like jumping up like kind of yeah. you really you know, get into it. Huh? You play like my dad, you help Mario jump with your controller. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I play Rocket League them. like that. I don't know what you're talking about. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only the only thing I'll, I'll also say is I'm a little bit sad that we didn't get Elspeth for this week because I was watching her, I was stuff, watching her stuff too, on yeah. the reaction. 
and she was super psyched for yeah. Mario Strikers Battle League, and I'd love to have her thoughts uh, on we'll it. We'll have too, a little but, plug uh, here. She had a cool edit that came out afterwards, like somebody um, did an edit for her of all the highlights of the show and her reaction. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she really did. And uh, yeah, go check it out. She was definitely really, really psyched for the Mario Strikers Battle League, as am I. All right, uh, number five, um, and I'm going to be honest, I literally actually skipped past this one when <laughs> when this when I was rewatching the show. But Splatoon three, we got another another look at Splatoon three. Uh, we've already seen this game four or five times. It's starting to get in the realm of P- of PlayStation level uh, pre release uh, type looks that we get at games, but. Uh, Splatoon 3, PvE mode Salmon Run next wave on display as Inklings Inklings battled a Salmonoid boss. Uh, There will be several different powerful enemies to defeat in this mode, each with their own attacks to keep you from staying in one place for for too long. And if you've played the Salmon Run mode in, in Splatoon 2, you know how chaotic and difficult it can be after just a few minutes. Splatoon 3 will be out this summer for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I did find it a little bit odd that they still didn't like firm date it. Right. Um, considering, I mean, we've known about this game for a while. We've seen it at like basically every Nintendo Direct. And there's dates on all the other things. Yeah. Like, I just, what is going on with this one? I don't know. I, I, I did play Splatoon 2. Um, I did. A I did have. Um, I just, I'm not, I'm just not, I wasn't into it. I really wasn't. I mean, the little campaign that they had for Splatoon 2 and some of the like mechanics that you do, like the submersive mechanics and kind of swimming around and the ink that you put on the ground and some of the, the environmental, um, uh, platforming and stuff that they did with it is actually pretty cool. Like I mean, there is some neat mechanical ideas for a game in, in that. Um, but it just really wasn't like fully my thing. I think the sort of, the color palette and the art style and all that just really doesn't swim with me. Uh, pun intended there. Um, <laughs> what about you, Adam? Was this one, did this one do anything for you? I like Splatoon whenever it first came out. Uh, I didn't like gravitate toward it too, too much, but I mean, it was fun. And, you know, when the second one came out and I was like, eh. And I see the third one, and I'm like, nah, I'm good. So it's like gone. It's like a real steep downhill slope. It. It's so true. Like we're gonna start rating why? games. We're not gonna rate them anymore and try hard. We're gonna rate them in. Uh, yeah. Is this a is this a Splatoon three or is it a <laughs> or is it a God of War reboot? Okay, that's what we're gonna do. <clears throat> Um, yeah, I just, I can't figure out how this is the game that keeps getting sequels and then Nintendo keep doing stuff with it. Um, but it it is one of their few games that have online modes and multiplayer modes. And I guess it is well populated by Nintendo switch players. So, I mean, maybe there's, there's a a group out there that I just don't vibe with younger than us. I think is really where it's, Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Making it. I, I just, I just, I don't know. I can't do it. I mean, if someone were to say, like, like, if you get behind Splatoon, then Fortnite will disappear from existence, I would be all over Splatoon. <laughs> I mean, I mean, here's the truth of this. If, um, I mean, you, your dad would be someone who would disagree with this, but truthfully, in the gaming world, 
We're old, bro. <laughs> We're it's old. true. I mean, it's yeah. true. That's true. Like a buddy of mine who's literally our age uh, started up uh, streaming on Twitch um, about, I don't know, two years ago and was having fun with it and literally quit streaming on Twitch because a user got into the chat, watched it for, you know, I don't know, five minutes or something and typed in chat old and left <laughs> and he was like it just hurt his self-esteem i was like i can't do it anymore <laughs> i'm out i'm done yeah he could yeah. have easily just replied back and be like you're just mad because i slept with your mom <laughs> <laughs> that's right get a your mom joke out there be like from our from our generation that's how we always come back um yep. jason any more thoughts on splatoon 3 no man all right, we said it all. All right, number six. Next up on the show was Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition. The underappreciated successor to Chrono Trigger is coming back via an updated version on Nintendo Switch. Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition, features over 40 different playable characters. You can even turn off enemy encounters this time, and the game comes with an enhanced soundtrack as well as the text-based Radical Dreamers game. That is actually kind of a neat touch that they added that in there too. It will be available April 7th. Uh, I mean, Chrono Trigger is, I mean, it was one of the seminal games back in the day. I don't know. I mean, like I, like we say here, the, the successor was underappreciated. I think people were kind of on to new things. I think that the space um, and game design had moved beyond what Chrono Trigger was by the time Chrono Cross came out. But I mean, I don't know. It's still cool to revisit this stuff. Um, I just, I don't know if it holds my attention the way it used to when I was like 10 playing the stuff when it first came out. Yeah. Is uh, this, um, what was this originally put on? Chrono Cross? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure Chrono Trigger was the Super Nintendo. Uh, okay. I got to look up uh, Chrono Cross because I can't remember when it originally released uh let's see playstation on november 18th of 1999 in japan and august 15th uh 2000 in north america um yeah i guess i guess it was only a playstation release that i that surprises me actually here was my thought when i saw this when i when i saw this i I thought something was wrong with my my computer because <laughs> I was like, why does it look so pixelated? I was like, oh, wait, this is like, oh, they're doing this. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's meant to. I mean, it's it's a remake of of a game. But see, I think this is why. Like, I, so yeah, I was right. Chrono Trigger, Super Nintendo game. I was like, man, I really hope I didn't get that wrong. But 1995 release on Super Nintendo from SquareSoft. So you know, just in my in my take at the time right when chrono cross came out as a sequel to a game that was sort of revolutionary on on the super nintendo five years before was sort of already outdated um it's it kind of felt like the closest thing i can kind of vibe it to is like when fallout 4 came out and we're all like but dude we just got the witcher 3 and that shows what you can really do with western rpg open worlds Fallout 4 is behind the times. And that's yeah. kind of what Chrono Cross felt like to me. Um, but, you know, I'm sure other people remember it much more fondly. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a, a huge fan base that's out there that's going to be like, oh, hell yeah, I get to play this on the Switch. 
I'm not one of those people, but you know, it's cool for them. I and, mean, I might be one of those people. I mean, uh, so cool, cool, cool for you. I mean, and look, there's there, like, so I'll say this: there are some games that we're not really going to talk about. At least want to like, um, I guess, put a shout out on some of these things. Like, for instance, you know, there's Front Mission first, the uh, the remake. There's Disney Speedstorm, uh, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed, uh, Assassin's Creed Izio Collection, uh, SD Gundam Battle Alliance. Uh, I think one of the bigger ones is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Um, it's not one of the ones that we're going to talk about, but that's another big one. Uh, MLB The Show. Um, 22. Yeah, yeah, 22 is coming. Uh, you've got Klonoa. Uh, yep. Fantasy Klonoa Re- 1 and Revere 2 series. remakes. Um, I don't know what this Live A Live is. I, I don't know. Uh, they showed uh, Cuphead Delicious Last Course, which looks dope. I'm really excited it? for that. No, you, you you just didn't mention it. So. Um, uh, yeah, that's another one. I mean, so anyway, there, there's some other things that are, um, you know, that we're not going to, because we just don't have the time, but there's some other big ones on here. I think that um, um, are worth mentioning at least. So, yeah, uh, not to kind of make this the Elspeth show, but her reaction to Carby was really fucking funny too. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, she was the one uh, that I heard coin the Carby. But uh, yeah, all right. Well, are we ready to move on to number seven? Yep. Sure. All right, uh, Portal Companion Collection. At long last, the acclaimed Portal 1 and 2 are coming to Nintendo Switch with local online and split-screen multiplayer available in the sequel. Portal Companion Companion Collection will be available for Nintendo Switch later this year, but a specific date was not revealed. We'll know the truth soon enough. Um, I mean, Portal 1 and 2 are fucking awesome games. Again, I mean, they came out on PC what, like 2005 or something? Yeah. yeah. Where was it? Um, someone help me out. Oh, well, I'll help myself out. Um, I say, I'm not there. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I got I to gotta look this up because uh, I want to know. It was 2007. I was close. I knew it was like, I was going to say 2005 to 2007. But uh, yeah, 2007 release uh, for Portal. So, I mean, these games, if you're around on PC, you've probably played them before. But I don't know. These are still really cool games. Yep. Um, yeah, I personally have never played a Portal game. But sure, that's where the like, cake meme comes from. Yeah, I have. A, I'm going to be completely honest. The first time I've ever heard of Portal was through The Walking Dead, and then I discovered I was like, "Oh my gosh, where have I, I been?" I don't know that connection. Time? The Walking Dead. You never Portal? seen? Oh, have you seen The Walking Dead? Yeah, but there's a reference to Portal one. and. In it was like Dead? episode two season. No, not episode two. It was like, it was a season one. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't know there was a reference within portal. Or yeah. Dead type like, portal. It was uh wait, I'm sorry. It was season two. It was whenever Glenn goes into this, uh, this well when they're on the farm. Yeah. And like, there's this big chubby zombie that's in yeah, there. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to get it out. And, uh, the, the future wife is like, why did you do that? And he's like, you know, I felt like I was, I felt like I was in that game portal or something oh, like yeah, that. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. All right. Like it was real quick. Good shout. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, I don't remember that either, yeah. but for sure. <clears throat> all right. I, I don't really have much else to say. Other I don't than either. I'm just too excited for the next one. <laughs> yeah. The next one, uh, <laughs> Nintendo switch sports. Inspired by the ridiculously popular Wii Sports, Nintendo Switch Sports comes with the Chum- Chumbara. I think that's how you say that. 
tennis and and come on now it's not a bless you chambara <laughs> we all know chambara tennis and bowling um games alongside news com- uh, newcomer soccer badminton and volleyball i did feel like there was a little bit of a weird vibe talking about a soccer version in a in a switch sports game right after we announced battle strikers but that's okay uh, it also includes a leg strap accessory, I was about to which say that. Yeah. fucking a like this weird shit that Nintendo comes out with in terms of accessories. For you, games, you're telling me you're not going to stick your Switch controller in your sock and try to kick the ball? It, it, I mean, come it on. looks like some kind. Of, it looks like some kind of weird like gun holster, but for your Switch, <laughs> your Joy-Con. <laughs> no, I am not going. To. Hey, let me just tape my Switch to my ankle monitor real quick. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, letting you physically kick to score. Local play is supported on one Switch, and there's also online play across all sports so you can compete against your friends or random players. It is out April 29th, and a free update this fall will add golf. Uh, I cannot believe that it has taken, like, what is it, like six it. years in the Switch lifetime before this to come out? I completely agree. Yeah, like, me too. I, it blows my mind. <laughs> Dude, I'm mind fucking blown. Like, how is it taking so long to do a version of this? It's not even like that. They must have just been like, oh, no, we won't do that. And then, like, four years into the Switch, they're like, oh, maybe we should do yeah. a Wii Sports game. Like, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, this will sell a ton of copies. A whole they bunch of They will sell a ton of Switch Sports. Yes. I'm just telling you right now. Yes. It's going to be... It's possible it's the highest sold game Dude, all these things Call of here. Duty, Call of Duty, better look out because their number one might actually get taken over by Nintendo Switch Sports this it, year. It's going to be massive. Um, <laughs> I, I made the joke to you guys that um, I was already planning uh, my sick days at work around April 29th. So yeah. uh, I feel the fever coming on. I mean, I don't think I'm that hyped, but I'm pretty confident this game, especially because my kids are just oh, yeah, the right dude. age. Yeah, for this yeah now. exactly. Uh, this is going to be in this house for sure. Adam, what about you? I am excited for this, but I am also... Now, this is the game that to, you will hit your neighbor with. Yes, this is... The, I, not only will I hit my neighbor, people will film me on TikTok kicking my foot into the glass part of my entertainment center. <laughs> um, I'll also be falling over, you know, breaking my shoulder on my couch or recliner, depending on what I fall on first. Or I'm going to kick my son who decides that he wants the toy that's in front of me. So, I, well, listen, I, I did you not see, that, like, go you got to put the strap on, yeah. make sure it's nice and tight. Is your strap on first, Adam? Make sure your strap is on. They showed you in the show. Yeah, they showed okay. you. So, but, and do I, you have your elbow pads on and everything? <laughs> Come on, man. I, it's funny because I saw a tweet from somebody somewhere, and I'd have to go back and dig it up, but saying that uh, Samsung sponsored this because they sell so many TVs because people <laughs> throw their controller at the TV and have to replace that's, it. That's probably very true. <laughs> Samsung sponsored them coming out with a new <laughs> new sports game. So- True. Yeah, no, I did think that that whole, like, let's play a game of volleyball together was really like, oh, <laughs> my yeah. God. And he had this, like, goofy smile on his face, like he was totally aware of how, like, embarrassed he was the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but fair play to him for doing it, I guess, on the show, man. I don't. I guess, you know, fair play to them. But, yeah, mm. no, this is cool. I mean, uh, this was probably the other... Um, 
probably the other announcement that I was sort of most excited for, I guess. Yeah, uh, it, was, which, it was the big one for me, honestly. So, all right, next up, uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. What? Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is already an extremely comprehensive kart racer, but it's getting even bigger. Nintendo is remastering select courses from across the series history as paid DLC. The Booster Course Pass features six waves of eight courses, each coming out by the end of 2023. So that's 48 total, uh, 48 courses in total. Uh, N64's Choco Mountain and the uh, mobile Tokyo Blur will be included in the first wave on March 18th, and the pass costs you $25. If you have Switch Online Plus Expansion Pass, it's included for free. Uh, so I guess adding a little bit more value to that excessively expensive Switch Online Plus. Um, at first I was like, this is dope. And then I was like, wait a minute. Why the fuck can we just not get Mario Kart 9? Look, I just want Mario Kart 9. So That's we'll exactly on the show, Adam said that exact same thing. And, and here's what I said. And here's what I will say again. Here's why they did not do it. Because this is an absolute gigantic roll in the money this is scrooge mcduck for them dude they have what i I don't have it off the top of my head you may feel how many copies of mario kart 8 have sold was it 48 million or something absurd didn't we talk about it just on the other the other week on the show i think it's mario kart 48 million sales uh do 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 43.35 million. So there's 43 million copies actively out there right now that are in people's hands that all they have to do is release a DLC. They don't have to actually release a new Mario Kart game. They just, they don't have to come out with a new uh, interface. They don't have to have a new like home screen. They don't have to redesign characters. They don't have to redesign cars. They just have to like create some maps, create some roads and Throw that at forty-eight or forty-three million, you know, people, and ching, 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 ching. It's way less the, work, and they will make an absolute killing on this. That was racist, but sir. The problem is that was money. Okay, <laughs> that was money. Y'all are gonna get me kicked off this show. <laughs> uh, the the thing that drives me crazy though is that Mario Kart Eight deluxe the deluxe portion of the name this is a remaster or a re-release of the wii u mario kart game so this game originally came out in uh do to do 2013 i think uh let me let me just confirm that real quick mario kart 8 uh 2014 was when it originally released on the wii u i'm just like if you put out a new Mario Kart game, it would also sell Gangbusters. So why not just do well, like that? I said, put Gangbusters for way, way, way less work. It's just it, what I'm saying is the return on the investment is so much greater here. I'm not saying I yeah, agree with it. I'm just saying that's what's that's why it's happening. But we're getting Splatoon three, so. <laughs> <laughs> just give me some new salmon run packs for splatoon 2 and then i get a real mario kart 9 nah bro yeah uh, they sell see, way this more is what, of mario kart just see, this is what i told jason too in response to in response to the facts that he gave us the uh my deal is is that it it looks like it's turning into a grand theft auto 5 situation yeah, he did say like that. they're just gonna keep milking it keep milking it keep milking it, and then like in the year 2083, whenever human civilization is wiped out, they're finally going to release it. Yeah, which I will talk on Grand Theft Auto later because I have tons of thoughts on that too. 
Yeah. All right, here you go. Here's 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 Philip's prediction as to why this is happening. The next Nintendo Switch console, the next gen Nintendo console, yeah. is releasing spring of 2024 with Mario Kart 9 as a launch title. You think that's it's a launch that, title? As a launch oh, okay. title. Okay, I can see that. I mean, they, they, they I Zelda think was a launch title, so I could see them doing a. That's why I think this is happening. It's possible. That's my big brain Philip moment. All right, we've been talking about Nintendo a lot, so let's get the last one out of the way here. Number 10, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. The last announcement of the presentation was Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which features a mix of fantasy, science fiction, and very heavy British accents. <laughs> the, tra- the trailer was short on details, but it featured some enormous battles, little puffball creatures, and a very evil woman wearing a veil. It also appears that a dragon creature has turned into a mountain at some point. This game releases in September of this year. <laughs> um, I'm not a Xenoblade fan. Again, like, I say this with really? love. Really? I couldn't tell based off the description. I say this with love. This is the most Japanese game ever, dude. That's I racist. just I just can't. I just, I just... No, I'm saying it with love. you got to understand. <laughs> I'm saying this with love, not hate. I... This game is a huge following, and I respect every one of you. Like, I get that this is a this is a big series for that genre. I'm not a fan either. But it is not. It is not for me. Yeah. I mean, it looks cool. It it looks nice. It's like a Final Fantasy knockoff. That's not as good to me. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It kind of does feel that way. Yeah. I don't remember completely though. Did this follow suit with a lot of the other trailers where it says? Uh, gameplay footage is not final, or was that just me? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure that that that's said on a lot of it. Which actually, I'm sorry. I'm gonna squirrel for a second. I am so sick of the whole splash at the start of Nintendo Directs. It's like due to the COVID nineteen pandemic, some of these <laughs> dates may change. Motherfucker, you have got to get over that excuse. <laughs> if you yeah. are delaying your game at this point, it has absolutely nothing to do with COVID-19 anymore. It is that you just don't got your shit together and you can't release the game on time as per what you originally announced. There are so many games that have been developed and released, good games that have been developed and released during this time. I'm sick of that excuse, whether it's from Nintendo or anyone else. Get over that damn excuse now. That is not why your game is getting delayed. Yeah. All right. Or they're saying, they're saying due to the COVID-19 thing, it's probably because they also released a lot of people from employment during that time. And they're like, oh, crap. We released Something. the wrong people. <laughs> Something going on. I don't know, man. I'm so, they, it's like, no, that I that is not an excuse. I will not accept that excuse anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just tell that's, me the real truth so as to why. Yeah. So 2010, <laughs> for sure. Hmm. All right, Adam, anything else before we move on? I do want to say the Delicious Last Course looks so good. I'm excited for that. The, Maybe you want to, the Delicious Last Course, the DLC for um, Oh, Cuphead. Oh, yeah, Cuphead. that did look really good. Um, the one thing that we didn't talk about that I was actually kind of excited for was the, the Disney uh, race car one. Yeah. Or Disney Pixar or whatever. That, that, was, that looked really cool, but that's also because I'm a fan of games like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, like I said, I tried to at least just mention all the stuff that was on there, but we just didn't go into detail on it. Yeah, I mean, it's just you race as your favorite character, you blow other characters up, well, try and, to get number one. The and end. It's so. releasing as a free to play um, this summer too, so that part 
it'll you know it'll it'll get a lot of uses usage. I'll definitely have it on my Switch. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I showed it to my girls, and they were they were definitely yeah. thrilled with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's yeah. another Mario Kart clone, but sure. this time with Disney characters. So right. there's a know. ton of Mario Kart clones out there that suck. But you'd think with the Disney attached to this that it at least has some money thrown at it, and it'll at least be, you know, not wretched. Here's yeah. to hoping. Here's to hoping. Graphics firm NVIDIA has abandoned its planned $40 billion purchase of UK-based chipmaker ARM from its current owner, SoftBank. We touched on this news story a couple weeks ago that this looked like it was about to happen, and the Financial Times is now reporting that that sell, which would have given NVIDIA control over a company that makes chips for most mobile devices, has collapsed after a failure to convince regulators that it wasn't anti-competitive. NVIDIA's announcement that it planned to buy ARM in September of 2020. Let's highlight that again, September of 2020. So this is almost an 18-month ordeal to get to this point for only the deal to collapse at the end. Uh, Led to objections by such tech companies as Qualcomm and Microsoft, who rely on ARM's chips design for various projects. In a statement given to Bloomberg, SoftBank said the two sides agreed to terminate the deal because of, quote, significant regulatory challenges preventing the consummation of the transaction despite good faith efforts by both parties, end quote. I don't have much to say. I said a lot about this, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we this was something that looked like truly a monopoly in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, listen, these things can drag on for a long, long time. Uh, expect the Microsoft Activision Blizzard thing to take some time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't have much else to say other than that. But yeah, I think we've been hitting on it recently. I mean, it was time. just a matter of time. Yeah, but definitely important to highlight. All right, number two, Microsoft tries to preempt the regulators by guaranteeing COD will stay on PlayStation. Microsoft has claimed it will continue to release Activision Blizzard games such as Call of Duty on PlayStation platforms beyond existing agreements. Activision Blizzard was reportedly committed to releasing at least the next three Call of Duty games for PlayStation consoles as part of a marketing agreement signed before its pending $69 billion acquisition by Xbox maker Microsoft. However, in a new blog published on Wednesday addressing Microsoft's future policies for who for where it releases its content, uh, President Brad Smith indicated that at least some Activision and Blizzard games would continue to release on PlayStation into the future. Quote, To be clear, Microsoft will continue to make Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles available on PlayStation through the term of any existing agreements with Activision. And we have committed to Sony that we will also make them available on PlayStation beyond the existing agreements and into the future so that Sony fans can continue to enjoy the games they love, end quote. Uh, I think that's as clear as it gets, folks. Call of Duty will stay multi-platinum. Multi-platinum? Multi-platform. It it is multi-platinum, though. It is multi-platinum as well. Um, There was also an interesting little interview on CNBC with um, Brad Smith uh, where he's talking about this, too, and he's saying that they want it to be like Minecraft for them. So, I mean, it is clear as day Microsoft are not going to make Call of Duty exclusive. I mean, I I was pretty um, adamant about, like, it doesn't make, you know, business you know not you know it's not business it's business and you know and all that stuff and thought that they would do it but i guess ultimately it does come down to like if they were bullish about it that uh it didn't really look real good for the 
you know, uh, purchase to happen because people would consider it a monopoly. So um, it's probably yeah. better that they do this. Which I kind of think that that's weird to be like, well, if you make Call of Duty exclusive, that's a monopoly. How the fuck does that actually qualify as a monopoly? Um, I think that that's just more people stomping their feet and trying to look, I agree make that make that look like it's bad Microsoft, so therefore they're going to do other bad things in the industry or mm-hmm. something, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But in general, I I think that this is a good move. Um, I would like to have one of our main topics in the near future to kind of reassess the future of the gaming industry because I think we've been looking at these mergers and acquisitions from an old lens, from a, you know, a 2018, 2019, 2020 lens. And I think that it's becoming clear to me that this purchase and the Sony purchase of Bungie are made under different visions for the future of the gaming industry. And so I think it'd be really neat to kind of talk about that in detail. But yeah, I think if you're a PlayStation fan uh, and you were worried about Call of Duty, don't. It will continue releasing on your platform for the foreseeable indefinite future um, until something drastic changes in 2030 and the world blows up or some. Yeah, you'll, you'll still be able to pew pew and nuke your friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nuketown is still running on PS5. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam, anything else you want to add to this one? No, I just, you know, the, the biggest problem that I see is the Monopoly end of it, but I do think that we need to discuss that more in depth on a different show. Yeah, for sure. I think it could. I think it could have a whole main topic in and of itself. Uh, yeah. The only other outstanding point I want to make is that it says, to be clear, Microsoft will continue to make Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles. Not. It does not read. Continue to make Call of Duty and all Activision Blizzard titles. Yeah. It specifically says other popular Activision Blizzard titles. So I think there's still definitely room in this language for there to be exclusive IP and releases out of Activision Blizzard. Um, But certainly I think you can look at Call of Duty, uh, Overwatch, Diablo. Well, and kind of like what you said, it still also leaves the door open that they could have a version of Call of Duty on PlayStation and a version, you've got Warzone or whatever on PlayStation, but then the campaign only on xbox i mean that that's all open in this too yeah there's definitely um there's definitely some open-endedness of this language that allows like i can't sit here and say like activision blizzard will be multi-platinum everything from them uh that's not what's going to happen i said platinum again platform um (laughs) that is not what's necessarily being said here but call of duty for sure it is dead clear what they want to do with it all right number three um Microsoft is watching Activision Blizzard to ensure the right people are in charge when it takes over. Uh, Microsoft is keeping an eye on Activision Blizzard's leadership and its handling of ongoing harassment claims so that it can determine who should still be in power once it acquires the company. That's according to Microsoft President Brad Smith, who told CNBC that the company wants to improve the culture at Activision Blizzard and ensure the right people are in place to accomplish this. Quote, I think... If there's one thing that we've learned about addressing issues like sexual harassment or almost any issue of culture for people, it really requires a combination of commitment and humility. You've got to be committed to making things better. You know, we're looking to the leadership team at Activision Blizzard today to make culture and workplace safety a top priority every single day until the day when this deal hopefully closes. 
and then we'll take over and we need to make that same commitment. But I also think humility matters. The day you think you're done, the day you think you can declare victory is probably the day when you sacrifice the very values that you're hoping to promote, end quote. I'm going to be honest, as someone who has existed wholly in a corporate environment for the last 10 years, there is a whole lot of nothing really being said right here. I this agree. This feel to make people trying to feel good. Yep. But I don't know. They're saying shit. Bad yeah. Activision. You could lose your job when we take over if you're not doing the right thing. Okay. All well, right, I is, guess. This is probably what he did. So we're going to uh, address this and, oh, look, TikTok. And we're also going to make sure that the right people, oh, look, um, oh, look, wrestling. And we're also going to make sure that the right people are in the the place at the time. And, and what, what are we talking about again? Like yeah. that's sexual that harassment, me, Mr. Yes, Smith. That to me is what, what's going on here because, you know, you know, in a leadership role, I mean, yes, you, you do have to do all this stuff. But this was written by a lawyer for yeah. him to read out. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it this was. Isn't genuine. If if it was wholeheartedly from him and he wasn't coached, it would it would have said something different. Yeah, dude, I've read the same type of statement fifty times. Yeah. Not, I mean, not necessarily on sexual harassment, right? But just on any kind of corporate topic, man, they say the same bullshit. Like, trust me, it's going to be great. And just uh, such a vision for the future of this company. (laughs) And, you know, it's, it reminds me of those like posters that people put up on conference walls. It's like a majestic bald Eagle. And underneath of it, it says confidence or some bullshit like that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, I just, it almost makes me just kind of bleh when I read this, but there you have it. Yes. That's what Microsoft are at least saying. Yeah. So people who recognize bullshit can catch it pretty quick. Let's just say that. For sure. That said, I really do hope that they help the environment for those people at Activision Blizzard and that they get a better culture going there because it really was some bad shit happening there. So Mm -hmm. I really do hope that this spells good actual action uh, instead of just. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But just these words are pretty hollow to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, number four, Blizzard's hiring for a new entry in an established IP. And Jason, I'm really going to have to look to you at the end of this one. The studio revealed last week that it's working on a brand new survival game set in a, quote, whole new universe and is looking for help to make it. Now, though, another job listing has appeared for lead content designer unannounced project. The most interesting part of the ad is that this requirement says, quote, champion a clear vision for mechanically and narratively interesting missions within an established Blizzard IP. So it's not the recently announced survival game, nor is it one of the sequels we already know about, Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2. It's an established Blizzard IP, so that leaves StarCraft, WarCraft, and the Lost Vikings. The big clue, however, may be in the small print. The senior role comes with overall responsibility for the new game's narrative experience and will lead, quote, other designers to craft a framework to support replayable narrative content. Is this StarCraft? Are we seeing a return to StarCraft? Is that where this is leading? I mean, Jason, so, you help me here. Look, I think that Warcraft is not it, for sure. I, like, I can think it's only StarCraft or Lost Vikings. Like, that's the only two. And and. I actually kind of am leaning toward Lost Vikings more than StarCraft. 
because okay. Lost Vikings, outside of you know recreating some of their characters into Heroes of the Storm, has not really been touched on in a while. And it's an existing IP. They could almost they could almost release, and pe- it would be almost like a new IP. It's the only thing that right now, like if they came out with anything that was StarCraft, it would just be like another, you know, it, uh, StarCraft. You know, it's just like Diablo Four, right? It's just something else that people are like, all right, cool. They're gonna be all in on it. Um, whereas if they kind of developed Lost Vikings and got in, into a call. Um, cause lost Vikings is definitely the worst IP of their group. Right. So yeah. it's, it's the one that if they could get it up to the same level of all the others, um, then, uh, that'd be awfully very, uh, beneficial to them. Um, because all the others have a ton of name recognition. Lost Vikings is the one that's kind of, uh, not as big. That's yeah. just my thought. I mean, I don't even really fully know what Lost Vikings it's is, old. to be honest. Um, they did so. They they did just reveal like this arcade collection, like I guess a year ago. Mm-hmm. This time, mm-hmm. a year ago mm-hmm. at BlizzCon online in 2021, which was talking about reviving some of their old arcade content, yeah. um, Lost Vikings included. Right. So I don't know. Maybe that was kind of greasing the skids for something down the road or not. Um, right. I think I'd be more excited for Starcraft. Oh, I definitely would be more excited for Starcraft. I just have a feeling it's Lost Vikings. Yeah. Well, I guess we shall find out. Adam, anything else you want to add? Here? I mean, I just look at it in terms of like, obviously Warcraft was still big, but you took Warcraft and when they made a decision, they were going to MMO. Everyone thought Diablo, Diablo, they're going to do a Diablo, you know, MMO in that world. And it's got all the lore. It's going to be amazing. And then they decided to do Warcraft. People were like, what? And then World of Warcraft was massive, right? Obviously, um, I just yeah. kind of—I don't know—that's just kind of making me think Lost Vikings. Like everyone thought the obvious answer was Diablo, and then they went Warcraft. Um, I, I just have a feeling this is Lost Vikings. They're going to try to like make Lost Vikings big. Hmm. Maybe so. I mean, uh, support replayable narrative content. I mean, that sounds like MMO, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, that's like. That's, I mean, that's or really I mean, look, replayable content could also be Overwatch. I mean, Overwatch is you know it's round based, yeah, right? It, so you play it, it says, and play it, and play it, and play it. It's just narrative content. Though, okay, so you're right. Narrative that, content. That that's correct. The replayable part yeah. is yes, but narrative. You are correct. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I'll add to this is I tried to to bring up lost Vikings. So I typed lost Vikings and it brought up a scorecard for a Minnesota Vikings football game. <laughs> so I was like, crap. So I added game to the end of it thinking lost Vikings game would get no, brought me up the same damn scorecard from a Minnesota Vikings game. So then I had to do Look, lost you can't Vikings even Google it. lizard I'm telling you it's definitely not on the same level as all the others. So I just, for I don't sure. know. I just see, we'll see. That's my take. All right. Uh, number, uh, number five in our last news title, uh, another Jason special, uh, and I, I'm interested in your thoughts here. The Quest 2 is now the headset of choice for 46% of Steam VR users. The Steam hardware survey suggests that the MetaQuest 2 sold exceptionally well over the holiday season. The MetaQuest 2, formerly known as the Oculus Quest 2, is a massively uh, is massively more popular than other VR headsets, according to the Steam hardware survey. The value-oriented VR headset 
is the headset of choice for 46% of the users, uh, which has uh, <clears throat> surveyed, which has it far surpassing the second highest headset, the high-end Valve Index, with a 14% share. Interesting that the PlayStation VR is not even in among that set. Uh, though we're still talking about a tiny fraction of Steam users with VR headsets today, just 2.14% of total Steam users, though that's up 0.21% month on month and is actually rather a lot of people considering Steam's 20 to 30 million daily users. So a long way to go before a VR headset is in every gamer's arsenal, though. Uh, I haven't even touched the Oculus Quest 2, but Jason, I know you've been playing okay, a bunch so of it. Okay, the, so the reason the... PlayStation VR is not counted in this. It's because this is specifically Steam numbers. And uh, the, fair. Okay. the PlayStation does not play well with Steam. It's only no, on PlayStation. Obviously. So yeah, whereas sure. Oculus, you can still plug into your computer and function right. through Steam. So that's that's why it's not counted. Um, obviously, um, there's still separate numbers entirely for. Um, and along those same lines, the Oculus Quest 2 the thing that's not counted in here is that the Quest 2 is actually um, set up as a standalone. You can get a secondary cable to plug it into your computer and then play games through. Uh, I mean, actually, there's games on Game Pass even that you can uh, get uh, VR support through and play. Uh, but uh, okay. there's Steam, um, but it's standalone. Um, so that doesn't count any of its standalone numbers. Um, whereas all the others... Are uh, so the Quest Two is the only one that is uh, cableless, so you don't have to be plugged into your computer. It uses everything within the headset. Um, so all other headsets, um, you know, would then turn around and be uh, like a Steam user registry. So it right. just kind of tells you how much more units the Quest Two has sold. But again, when you're talking a you know two hundred dollar headset instead of a fifteen hundred dollar headset. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> makes a big difference, you know? Yes, um, it does. So, I mean, that's why I own one. It's a heck of a lot cheaper. Um, yeah. So, uh, $299, I think, is what we got mine for. Um, and so, um, anyway, um, like, it's, they're not groundbreaking. There's the, the data is so big for them. The games are really small. There's not like huge, long, expansive games in them. It's just, it's it's like a it's a shtick, you know. Um, there's something that's just kind of fun to it, you know. I mean, like it's just a little fun. You play around on it a little bit, and then you get off. Like it's nothing like a really long, you know, gamer session. I guess it's just. Uh, I will say this: that's that was really cool. NBC had a thing with um, uh, where you could go in and watch all of the Olympics uh, VR. That was pretty okay. cool. Um, so you're just like. They like had you like stationed in a spot. You weren't like necessarily in the stands, but you were like, you know, viewing the events. And so you could be like mm-hmm. at the half pipe watching it. And you can literally just like look up and down and, you know, all over. The, it is cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there's definitely um, a market for VR content outside of games in terms of like, I, dude, if you told me that I could pay like a set amount of money and I could be like in the front row stands at an Arsenal game. Hell yeah. I'd be I'd be pretty down for that shit because yeah, yeah. I could never I can't go to England and go right. to an Arsenal game in person. Right. So yeah, <clears throat> definitely I think a market for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I I mean I don't know I I have a PlayStation VR headset it's up uh, back up there and yeah. I just don't 
I don't play it very I much. Mean, I don't, I, um, look, I haven't played Minotone since I own this thing. It's just, it's cool. It's kind of fun, but it's not something I put the kind of gaming hours into I do with my gaming. It's yeah. just, it's, it's, like I said, it's a little sticky thing. Yeah. For me, it's and mostly a comfort. Either. Comfort. Yeah. You know what? It, it's not comfortable, man. <laughs> like it does jack my head up. Well, sorry. I was uh, real quick though, Adam. Like, I don't know what the battery life is like. What What is the battery life on it like, uh, Adam or Jason? Because you have one. Um, it's like a couple hours, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, it's not something that you put a whole lot of time into, um, or at least mm-hmm. I don't. Like, if you do like a ton of it, um, I, I get kind of motion sick with it, you know. Um, and so I don't. Um, I, I don't like play it a ton, a ton. I've never gotten to a point where I need to worry about its battery, you know, in between charges. So I, yeah, I don't right. know. It's, I really don't know. I'm sure. And, and that's what hours. I meant by, by comfort is that I just don't find it a, like, especially at the end of a long day. Like if I'm sitting down to play games at like nine 30, yeah. like I just, I can't, I will be sick in a heartbeat and yeah. VR yeah. um, at that point of the day. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, I think we're getting just about to the end of the show. So upcoming releases, Lost Ark, um, as we mentioned, is today coming out as uh, we're recording, February 11th. Uh, we got Dynasty Warrior uh, Warriors 9 Empires on February 15th. Uh, Total War Warhammer 3 on the 17th. Horizon Forbidden West on the 18th. Uh, Destiny 2 The Witch Queen on the 22nd. Grid Legends and Elden Ring on the 25th. Then Gran Turismo 7 on March 4th, Chocobo GP on March 10th, another one of those dumb-looking Mario Kart clones, uh, and then <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla Dawn of Ragnarok DLC on March 10th also. <clears throat> All right, uh, game announcements. we got a couple of interesting uh, tidbits here. Ubisoft is reportedly planning to release a smaller-scale, stealth-focused Assassin's Creed game later this year or in 2023. Codenamed Rift and starring Assassin's Creed Valhalla character Basim, the title was originally planned as an expansion for the most recent series entry before being spun into a standalone game last year. This is uh, claimed by Bloomberg. It will reportedly focus on stealth gameplay and and be smaller in scope than recent franchise entries meaning it won't be a large open-world RPG. I actually find this kind of intriguing. Like, if it's much more like Assassin's Creed 1, mm-hmm. that could be really fucking cool. I could be really into that. Um, the decision to turn the expansion into a full game may have been made in part because of the growing gap between Assassin's Creed games, with Assassin's Creed Infinity not expected until late 2023. The company is also reportedly struggling with an excess of talent driven by low pay, frustration with the company's creative direction, and the long-standing allegations of widespread workplace abuses. Um, I have more here, but I, you know, I feel like well, I feel like we said enough on this. Yeah. I personally am kind of intrigued by this, um, just because I really, really dug the initial couple Assassin's Creed games, mm-hmm. and there was an expansion. So the Siege of Paris expansion kind of brought it back to this focusing on the stealth assassination of really important targets. And if that's what this game is, uh, I'm going to be all over this one yeah. for sure. Um, that's that's my take on it. Anything else, guys? No, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in the same spot as you. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what we get. Maybe later this year we'll get a release, uh, a um, reveal. Yeah. All right, and then number two, uh, guess what, guys? It is finally officially announced. Gaming's worst kept secret. 
Rockstar Games has confirmed that Grand Theft Auto 6 is currently in development, addressing concerns from players that there have been that there has been no news on the sixth game in the hugely successful series. Quote, with the unprecedented longevity of GTA 5, we know how many of you have been asking us about a new entry in the Grand Theft Auto series. With every new project we embark on, our goal is always to significantly move beyond what we have previously delivered, and we are pleased to confirm that the active development for the next entry in the Grand Theft Auto series is well underway. Take-Two's financial guidance, posted last March, may have alluded to plans as to when Grand Theft Auto 6 will release, which would be by March 2024. Rockstar's parent company revealed its intention to acquire Zynga in a $12.7 million deal, and as part of that announcement, the company forecasts that its compound annual growth rate through 2024 will be 14%. As spotted by Axios, this led industry analysts to believe that the publisher is planning to have a major release for its fiscal year ending in March 31st, 2024. So maybe a fall 23 or an early 24 release for GTA 6. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, they're they're talking about expecting $9 billion in profit or something mm-hmm. by the end of that fiscal year. Um, this is actually how the Grand Theft Auto 5 release date was figured out. Um so probably a fairly reliable way of right. looking at this. Yeah. So I was talking um, to Adam about this. So I'm going to throw some, spit some facts here. Um, so uh, this is kind of some of the fears that we've had in some of these games. We're talking about games of service, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, Grand Theft Auto V definitely turned into a game of service, right? For sure. Um, yeah. So if you look at it, Grand Theft Auto... Five. It is now 2022. We're talking about yes. it might come out in 2024. Grand Theft right. Auto 5 came out in 2013. That's correct. On the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, it, it, I might add. A whole, Two console generations yes. ago. So, damn thing came out 12 years ago. Now, let's rewind to what Grand Theft Auto's history is. Grand Theft Auto 1 came out in 1997 on PlayStation 1. Grand Theft Auto 2 came out two years later on Mm -hmm. PlayStation 1 in 1999. Grand Theft Auto 3 came out two years later in 2001. Grand Theft Auto Vice City came out a year later in 2002. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas came out two years later in 2004. And then a huge gap... Grand Theft Auto 4 in four years afterwards. And then you went from 2008 to 2013 to Grand Theft Auto 5. And now we are at 12 years. So Potentially. the other thing that I was saying is crazy here is if you look at all of the Grand Theft Auto releases, there is, you know, a slew of, of you know, like mobile versions and PSP versions and, uh, DS yep. versions, Game Boy Advance that came out during that time as well in those gaps in like the early 2000s. But yep. since Grand Theft Auto 5 has come out, the only other Grand Theft Auto release period that's come out since 2013 was this last year in 2021 when they did the Definitive Edition remaster. Like, that's it. That's the only yeah. release of any kind from Grand Theft Auto. Like... Uh, yeah, I mean, that said, though, like, 
I mean, they've sold what, like a hundred and forty-five million that, copies. That's of what I'm saying. Auto it's the 5. Skyrim of like it, it, like they they just keep selling the damn thing, and people keep buying the damn thing. So, so I guess why <laughs> redo it? This is their this is the Mario Kart. Like they just yeah. add something to it because you're gonna freaking buy. It. <laughs> yep. I wish I knew what the total like. Why don't they keep where? Where do you get like a a latest? Um, a latest thing. Let's see. Okay, so as of December 2021, so that's a couple months ago, it had crossed 160 million copies sold across all platforms. Um, I mean, if you're ro- if you're uh, Take Two and you're a rock star, I mean, you're not hurrying to get another one out, are you? <laughs> well, yeah. well, and like I said, here's the other thing that's crazy too to think. Like, go back and look at you know you know, these games, how close together they were released and the technological advancements they made between them too. Like there were big graphical jumps. They completely, re- it wasn't just like they kind of updated it. They completely reworked stuff. They got way better um, on their physics within versions. Like uh, Grand Theft Auto was groundbreaking in their physics in games with a lot of the stuff. Like they, they were like on top of it and coming out with some stuff and um, releasing them one on top of the other and then just nothing. Yeah, then nothing. But uh, I don't know. I mean, listen, it's like the biggest success story in in gaming, really, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of sales and stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, maybe we'll get an announcement sometimes too, like actual game announcement yeah. of it and see what the setting is and everything. All right, um, I think that's about it. Uh, so free games, I mean, PlayStation Plus games for February are out there. They're available for the Xbox Games with Gold. Yeah, nothing changed from um, last week. Yep, and then obviously uh, your Epic Games free, uh, Epic's Game Store free game is still Windbound. That game is available until February 17th. And then on the Game Pass side of things, uh, we've got this week uh, Besiege, Crossfire X, uh, Edge of Eternity, Skull, the Hero Slayer, and The Last Kids on Earth and the Staff of Doom. Um, those games are now available in Game Pass, and then next week you can look forward to Ark Ultimate Survival Edition and Infernax. Uh, that's it. That's everything we've got for this week's episode. It was fun to talk about Nintendo again, finally. Um, I just wish yeah. I was more excited about it. I, I listen, this is the first Direct that I've had uh, more than one game in it that excited me. So yeah. I'm going yeah. to take it. I'm going to take it for sure. I was happy with a yeah. couple I just I wish there was more. That's that's just me. <laughs> well, as I've said before, we need to know about Metroid Prime Four. Mm-hmm. We need to know about Zelda Two, mm-hmm. uh, Bayonetta Three. Um, these are games that we've known about for a while, and we have not heard from them in a good, good. Well, time you know, period. But it's because of COVID. So, yeah, yeah, COVID. <laughs> exactly. Somebody sneezed at the studios. We had to shut down for three weeks. Somebody just. Just take me out to pasture. If I hear COVID <laughs> caused a delay again. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this here, the 82nd episode of the TriCast Gaming Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Remember, like, subscribe, review on your podcasting app of choice. And if you have any questions for the show, DM us on Twitter or Facebook. The show will be back again next Friday with episode number 83. Have a great weekend. Stay safe and game hard.